This is Kelly Freeman with NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio, back to talk about the American Rescue Plan. The American Rescue Plan passed by Congress and signed by President Biden in March will deliver immediate and effective relief for parents and families hit hard by the pandemic. It will address racial and gender disparities in health and economic outcomes that have been exacerbated throughout the crisis and make bold progress that puts us on a path to recovery. But what does that relief look like? What can parents and caregivers expect from the American Rescue Plan? NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio and the Ohio Women's Public Policy Network are partnering to host a series of Facebook Live conversations to examine the different components of the American Rescue Plan and what it means for parents. The series is structured as informative and action-oriented conversations featuring advocates, partner organizations, and elected officials. This week, we covered the paid leave tax credit with Desiree Thames as our moderator from Innovation Ohio, Kate McLeese, the senior campaign manager from Paid Leave for the United States, Monica Womack, Public Policy Chair of National Coalition of 100 Black Women, the Ohio chapter, and Vashita Johnson, a paid leave for U.S. plus paid leave advocate. Welcome to NARAL's The Morning After. Each week, our podcast brings you the latest on reproductive health care, progressive politics, and the fight to keep abortion safe and legal. You can listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, YouTube, and on our website at ProChoiceOhio.org. The program also airs each Friday morning at 9 on WGRN 94.1 in Columbus, Ohio. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ProChoiceOH. NARAL's The Morning After is a production of NARAL ProChoice Ohio. Enjoy the show! Good to go. Good evening, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to this week's Facebook Live. I'm Desiree Timms, President and CEO of Innovation Ohio and Innovation Ohio Education Fund, um, which houses the Women's Public Policy Network. The Women's Public Policy Network, in partnership with NARAL, are hosting a weekly series to talk about the American Rescue Plan and what it means for parents. The American Rescue Plan is a bold package that will ensure that those who are most vulnerable have their basic needs met. Too many families have been left out. Too many parents have struggled to make ends meet and too many children have suffered during this pandemic. And if we're being honest, before the pandemic. It is an ongoing crisis, parenting in America, parenting in Ohio. And now we have a tool through the American Rescue Plan that will allow families to experience some relief. I am so thrilled and honored to be joined today with Monica Womack from the National Coalition of 100 Black Women and Vashita Johnson, as well as our own Kate McLeese from PLUS, as we will begin to talk about paid leave. We invite you to continue this conversation to talk about what families need, what parents need, and what mamas need, right? And so we're excited to have the conversation, but we really wanna hear from you. We really wanna hear your feedback. And we're here to have a real honest conversation and dialogue about what that means for families here in Ohio. I wanna turn it over to allow our wonderful guests to introduce themselves briefly so that you can hear directly from them about their experience and why they are here today. First, I would like to turn it over to Kate. Hi everyone, it's great to be with you today. I'm Kate McLeese, a senior campaign manager with PLUS and a proud Ohioan. Uh, PLUS, Paid Leave for the United States, is the national campaign to win paid family and medical leave for everyone in the US. Uh, PLUS, in partnership with employees, employers, co consumers, and investors, 
has won paid family leave for nearly 8 million uh, people at companies like Walmart, Starbucks, CVS, and more. Paid leave is such an important issue to me, and I know that it would be life-changing for everyone. Um, when you can have access to paid time to for those big life moments, like when you welcome a new child into your life, if you need to care for a loved one who is um, dealing with a long-term health crisis, or if you yourself have that longer-term health crisis, you can take that paid time off um, to take care of yourself or your loved one and then have a job to go back to. I'm very happy to be here today and joined with the other panelists. Thank you so much, Kate. And now I'd like to turn it over to you, Monica. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, my name is Monica Walmack, and I actually serve as the public policy chair with the National Coalition of 100 Black Women Central Ohio Chapter. We actually serve and support unapologetically for the needs as it relates to health, education, and economic empowerment for Black women and girls, um, specifically in Central Ohio, but nationally across the United States. And the importance of paid family leave, and especially for Black women. Um, black women are the backbone of their family. Black women are the majority head of their households. And currently in Central Ohio, Black women earn 65 cents to the dollar. And with 82% of Black households in Central Ohio headed by Black women, the need for income and the loss of income is paramount in the opportunity as it relates to Black women, mothers, caregivers, um, and how they're able to actually support and be able to navigate through this time, pre-pandemic as well as going through the pandemic. I'm excited to be here to continue the conversation. Thank you. Thank you, Monica. And now we'd like to turn it over to you, Rashida, for a one to two minute introduction. Hi, I just want to say thank you to um, NARAL Potros, Ohio, as well as uh, POUS and Kate and, and you, Desiree and Monica, for being here today. I um, am grateful to be here to speak on behalf of um, Black women. Um, we have some amazing ones on this panel um, and on this, this live today. And also, um, as a single mother of a seven-year-old and a 10-year-old, um, I understand exactly why it's important to have paid leave. Um, I am ecstatic that we now have emergency paid leave. Um, and I would just, you know, I encourage everyone to look at this, um, look at the American Rescue Plan and see what it entails and how this can help you in the long run. Thank you so much, Rashida, for being here and for that introduction. Paid family leave um, is something that every other industrialized country in the world has, um, except for the United States of America. And so when we are talking about paid family leave, we're talking about a real infrastructure issues. Every time someone has a baby or a sick parent um, or a loss uh, of a baby or adoption, they don't have time to, to take to bond um, and to give that child the life and the time that they deserve. But in other countries, they do. Um, in our country, you have to take off work a lot of times uh, that leave is unpaid or coworkers have to donate <laughs> their leave to you in order to make it work or parents have to shift or single parents have to just figure it out and take the loss. And so we are dealing with a real economic crisis when we're talking about this. And it is so critically important that we talk about it in a way that is infrastructure, childcare, pay, family leave. It is an infrastructure issue. If no one is there to mind the children, 
Um, what would our country look like? Where would we be? And what would our family structure look like? And it looks like a lot of um, brokenness. And so this is an opportunity for us to be whole as we look at the American Rescue Plan and really addressing the real crisis that is paid leave. Kate, I wanna turn uh, to you for the very first question. Um, of course, I'm familiar with the work that you all do via PLUS, but I wanna know if you can tell everyone watching um, in real time or who may watch later, what the president's pay leave proposal actually does and why are advocates like you and every one of us on this call, including PLUS, um, hurting it as such a groundbreaking moment for the pay leave movement in the United States? Yeah, thanks, Desiree. Um, so there's been a few iterations of emergency paid leave provisions over the past year. Um, so there's the American Rescue Plan that President Biden signed into law on March 11th of this year that lays out the current emergency or COVID-related paid leave options that people have. Um, and we've seen that women, and especially Black and Latina women, are overrepresented in the unemployment rates brought on by this crisis. And paid leave is a crucial tool to help support women's workforce participation. Um, even as we've seen white women's unemployment begin to decrease, Black and Latino women unemployment rates have remained high or stagnant. So first we have this American Rescue Plan um, that was signed into law just a couple months ago. Um, this is specifically for paid leave as it relates to the COVID-19 uh, pandemic. So if you work for a, a company that has more than 50 people or fewer than 500 people, you're eligible for this emergency paid leave. And that includes state and local governments as well as some federal government employees. Um, it also includes um, workers, no matter what their, their wages are, part-time workers, um, and newer employees. So it doesn't matter how long you've been um, employed by that particular place. Um, this emergency paid leave gives you up to 12 weeks of paid leave uh, at two-thirds of your regular pay. So, um, the, and giving a maximum paid leave tax credit at $12,000 per employee per year. Um, and this legislation, as I said, it's, there's been a few different um, iterations of emergency paid leave. So this started on um, April 1st, and it goes until September 30th. So if you were able to use the emergency paid leave prior to April 1st, you can actually qualify to use it again between now and September 30th. Um, and there are different reasons that you can use this emergency paid leave. So if you've um, had to do quarantine or isolation, um, if you've been advised by a healthcare provider to self-quarantine, if you are experiencing COVID-19 symptoms, um, if you are caring for an individual who has had to self-quarantine or uh, has COVID-19, if you're caring for a child whose school or place of care is closed, um, and if you're receiving your vaccination and recovering from side effects, you can also qualify for some of this uh, paid leave. Now, this emergency paid leave has its limitations for sure. Um, this, through the American Rescue Plan, uh, was set up as a tax credit 
So it's not mandatory for employers to um, give you this paid leave and it's restricted in how many people qualify. So, you know, not more than 500 employees at this workplace. Um, but this is a very, very important step towards advancing and putting in place a permanent paid family and medical leave policy that goes beyond COVID-19 reasons. So the American Rescue Plan is really a down payment for our families. And we need our, um, our leaders to continue to invest in our families so that we can have that, that time that we need to care for our loved ones in those big life moments. And that's where um, we see the, the president's proposal in the American Families Plan that he just announced um, a couple weeks ago, looking ahead to the future and how we can recover post-pandemic. And speaking of the American Family Plan, what can people interested in having more than just an emergency provision do? How can we make paid leave permanent in our country so that we can catch up to what other nations around the world are doing? Yeah, so, you know, this is the first time in U.S. history that an American president has ever proposed a plan for federal paid family and medical leave. And as you said, Desiree, we're the only high income country in the world without a paid family and medical leave policy. Uh, so it is past time that we have this for our, our families. Um, and we've seen millions of women who have lost their job during this COVID-19 crisis because of that weak care infrastructure um, that again, Desiree, you, you laid out, like paid family leave is key for our care infrastructure recovery. And uh, President Biden's American Families Plan uh, really gives us a chance to respond to this, these economic challenges that women in particular, but all of us have faced during this pandemic. This is key to help us counteract this she session, if you've heard that term, um, so that our uh, women across the, the U.S. can get back to work and have that good life um, family balance, work family balance that, that we all need. So President Biden's plan for permanent paid leave beyond the, the COVID-19 pandemic would be 12 weeks of paid leave for parental, caregiving, and personal medical leave. This means covering um, for when you welcome a new child, regardless of how you welcome that new child or what type of parent you are. So birth, adoption, foster. Um, it includes workers caring for an ill family member, including your chosen family. If you are healing from your own illness, if you're dealing with a loved one's military deployment, you can have access to this um, paid family and medical leave. Or if you're finding safety from domestic violence or sexual assault, you would qualify for this paid leave. Um, it also includes three days uh, to mourn the loss of a loved one. Um, and this includes partial uh, wage replacement. So you could get up to two thirds of your um, average weekly wage rising to 80% for our lowest wage workers. So the people who need that um, income the most are able to still get it and be able to afford to take this time that you need. And this is the permanent paid leave, which really builds on this emergency paid leave is for all workers across all sectors and sizes of, um, of your company. So that way more people have access uh, to, to paid leave. And so we've accomplished this first step of the president announcing his plan. Um, now it's time that we need to focus on Congress. And Ohio could not be more important 
Uh, both of our senators, Senator Brown and Senator Portman, are a part of the Finance Committee. This is the key committee where the details will get hashed out. So Biden has laid out his vision. Now it's time for Congress to put it into draft language as part of a bill. And our senators need to hear from you to make sure that the policy remains equitable um, and can be available for everyone. And we have Representative Beatty, who is the chair of the Congressional Black Caucus. This is a key caucus, again, to make sure that these paid leave provisions remain equitable. She needs to hear from you too. So Erin um, with WPPN is going to drop a couple links in the comments so that you can see, um, you can take action and share with your members of Congress and our senators and tell them that we need to pass a bold, permanent paid family and sick leave policy as part of the American Families Plan. So I encourage you all to, to take action because what you do and say to your um, to our members of Congress does make an impact and will help us um, ensure that we um, really can, can win equitable paid family and medical leave for everyone. Thank you so much for that detailed overview. Um, there's a saying that in America, when America has a cold, Black America has the flu. And what we know for sure about paid family leave um, and a lot of these policies that we're fighting for is that uh, if you are an executive at a company or you're higher up, you, this is in your package. Um, but for people who are, frankly, our frontline workers, which we've seen and high, highlighted during the pandemic, those are the people who go to work every day who don't have paid family leave. Those are the people who are showing up who have to make sacrifices along with their family members um, because they don't have access to paid family leave. There is no paid days off. If you take a day off work, that's an unpaid day. And so let's be clear when we're talking about this, there are economic disadvantages for certain demographics, both race and also class. With that, I wanna turn it over to you, Monica, to talk more about the plight of black women when it comes to national um, paid family leave and what a national paid family leave program will have for us. We've seen uh, our elected officials here in Ohio talk about racism being a public health crisis, but we know so much more about the economic hardships that are attached to policies and programs like this that will really help lift women, Black women, children, and our families out of poverty. So can you tell us a little bit more about what this means for, for Black women, for parents, caregivers, and families who currently don't have, they don't have this, this benefit? No, thank you for that. Um, and actually, that was one of the points that I was going to make, that in June of last year, that the city of Columbus did declare racism as a public health crisis. And by not affording Black women, again, mothers, caregivers, the opportunity, the right to earning a wage when they are caring for an ill child, caring for extended family members, when they themselves are ill, is just increasing the wealth and health disparities in the Black community. It also has the opportunity to cause additional challenges for Black women specifically because they are kind of considered the sandwich generation at this point, where we are serving and supporting both our parents as well as our children and being able to be available and avail to care for them properly while we're still managing their health, our health, and then the overall collective wealth. In the Black community, it's not so much as just my income. That income is being spread out amongst family members. If someone is in need, the support is still going to be there. 
the challenge is, regardless of my company size, I should be able to take care of my family, not just only financially, but also to be there to support them from a health perspective. And as we continue to see the increase in the number of, like in Columbus currently, the number of COVID cases, while African-Americans make up the smallest demographic, well, one of the small demographics within the whole, we make up the largest population of COVID cases. And for black women between the ages of 35 and 45 are the highest number of individuals who are in the um, ICU as it related to COVID cases. So as we're continuing to look at how are we caring for our families, how are we caring for ourselves, and by not having paid family leave, it just continues to increase that wealth and health disparity and how we're able to see that when wages are not earned, then it just increases that slippery slope of additional financial hardship, which then has another topic as it relates to affordable housing, because as soon as you miss that one paycheck while living paycheck to paycheck, you've now caused that, again, slippery slope between what is or is not going to get paid, what will or will not be taken care of, and how are we able to continue to manage our health, our health our family's health, our wealth, and our family's wealth without the opportunity. And so again, as Kate had shared, the opportunity to continue to, um, as we say in the coalition, pull up and show up. Where do you have to be to continue to make sure that this message is continuing to be heard? Where do we need to pull up and how do we have to show up to ensure that we are meeting these requirements that we are having the conversations, we are making sure that our voices are heard, not just during election time, but during the entire year. It's not, it's a lifelong activity. It's no longer every four years, someone is running for office. Every two years, we have Congress and House. We have to make sure that our voices are heard, that our needs are being addressed and that they're being raised. And being able to have conversations like this just around paid family leave, it has a, a longer and a more systemic outcome as the fact that racism is systemic. Um, I actually heard someone mention that racism being systemic means that racists do not have to be present. The systems are in place and the systems are de designed to not be able to support those that are at the weakest, those that need it the most. And so our ability to understand what these systems are and dismantle those systems, these are just steps in the process. These are just kind of cogs along the way. So we need to make sure that we're continuing to support through our voice, through our advocacy on how to continue to um, move the, um, excuse me, the paid family leave along the um, American Rescue Plan. How do we continue to have these conversations, not just at this particular um, Zoom Facebook Live, but as a part of our lives. So um, that's the, the statement that we are presenting. Thank you, Desiree. Thank you, Monica. I'm so happy that you mentioned the sandwich generation because that is so real. And the pandemic, people working from home, trying to make sure the the kid is enrolled in school and paying attention while you're paying attention to your meetings. And then if you have a sick parent, I mean, wow, I'm tired talking about it. <laughs> um, and so many people are living it every single day. And so it is just so important that we understand how policies impact real people in real time every single day. 
Um, another thing you mentioned that was equally important is systemic racism. It really does affect Black families here in Ohio, which make up one of the largest uh, minority demographics in the state. It affects the economic bottom line. And um, I actually want to turn it over to you, Vashita, to talk more about your experience as a parent advocate and talking about what paid family and medical leave will mean for you, um, for people you know, other women who maybe um, are not as, as comfortable being a, a bold advocate and talking about the real issues, but you are at the table and you have an ability to help solve the problem. So can you tell everyone about why this is a problem and what it will mean for you, your situation, other people like you who frankly need the pay leave? Yes, absolutely. So according to the National Partnership of Women and Families, 62% of Black adults and 73% of Latinx adults are either ineligible or cannot afford to take unpaid leave compared to 60% of white adults. Black and Latinx workers are also more likely to uh, need more time away from their family. Um, Black people in general are more susceptible to getting diabetes and uh, asthma at an earlier age. Um, and most likely we can't afford to lose pay or risk our job to you know, go to doctor's appointments, um, take our kids to urgent care. Um, you know, If they're not able to go to daycare because they're sick, then we have to stay home with them and that's pay that we're not gonna get back. And as Monica stated, most of us or some of us are one paycheck away from um, actually not being able to pay our rent or maybe buy food. Um, especially if you're in between that income gap where you know, you're not, you don't make enough to support yourself and live comfortably, but you make enough to where you're not able to get any type of government support. And I see that a lot. And, and because of that, a lot of people stay in poverty because they're not able to sustain themselves. They're not able to make more because once they make more, their benefits are going to be cut off. And that's what they're used to uh, living on and used to being able to feed their families with. Um, so I think that this, this is very important because um, again, I, as Monica stated, it shouldn't matter like what size your organization is, um, you should be eligible to get paid leave. And one of the things this emergency act takes into consideration is that you can be at a small organization, you can be at a medium sized organization, and you're still gonna be eligible to get that pay um, that we all deserve. Again, because the income gap, the, the wealth gap and income gap between the black community and the white community is so large the only thing that happens when Black people or Latinx people, um, any person of color is not able to make a living is that that gap is going to continue to get larger. And that's something that we're trying to eliminate, but like during this pandemic um, that has made things a lot more challenging. Absolutely, I'm like, amen to the wealth gap um, because that is real and we've seen that generation after generation um, which is why having the 1619 uh, project curriculum being added to public education is so important so that we can really learn our real history about how um, America began and why these gaps exist, why yeah. uh, Black children are prone to asthma because they are uh, placed in their neighborhoods are, are susceptible to environmental racist policies being next to dumps and all kinds of uh, pollutants that are coming into the air. So it's not, it's not an accident, it, it is policy. And so policy can really change lives, which is why it's so important for everyone to get engaged and be well-versed in what your elected officials are doing for or against you um, when you are present and when you are absent. 
And that's why I'm also excited about President Biden's American Family Plan. Um, can you tell um, either uh, Vishita or Monica what the, the national paid family leave policy will mean for, for Black America and more specifically for Black women? I can take that. Um, and so as we look at where we are and how we support and serve, um, even as uh, Vashida stated, we have the opportunity or the challenge of being at home, working and with our children, which means that we have additional expenses, which means that our um, digital divide is still being a, a challenge and as a process, um, we have more electricity being used, we have more um, water being used, and those are things that aren't a part of what your current budget is. And so if there's an opportunity or because you need to take care of your family at that time, any loss of wage increased will increase where you are. And so the ability to support and to um, share how uh, valuable the information is around still maintaining resources during that time. When you're most vulnerable, you need the additional resources. And how are we able to take the most vulnerable in society pre-pandemic and then not support them during the pandemic and then going forward? Um, I believe you mentioned it earlier, Desiree, that you know when, when America gets a cold, Black America gets the flu. And so, and actually it's even pneumonia because I mean, the opportunity to die from this is definitely greater than the ability to just say, oh, I can just take a couple of days because you can't just take a couple of days and there aren't any days off. We don't get any days off. And so because we don't have any days off, not being able to support the need um, for paid family leave while you are the actual wage earner for your household as an African-American female is, is just, at this point, it's becoming criminal. That's right. And we know that um, women all across the country, regardless of race, are more and more increasingly the breadwinners for their families. Um, we also know that there are just so many hardships that something as small as pay family medical leave can solve. Um, as you mentioned, people are living paycheck to paycheck. Now I'm talking about people working from home, having a laptop and a kid, but working from home is the luxury, right? And then if you only have one laptop in the house, who uses it? Does the child use it for school? Does the parent use it for work? Or can they have leave? so they can focus their attention on the child. I think we really were able to see some of the infrastructure breakdowns due to the pandemic. And so it is so important that we have policies like paid family medical leave passed into the law. Um, I'm really excited about what's happening and what's burgeoning in Congress, um, but also what we can do in the state house here in Ohio, what we can push our mayors and our elected officials to do at the local level uh, because policy is local. It's all relative to where you are and who represents you. So if you find yourself struggling, if you find yourself trying to figure out how am I gonna make this work? I have a baby and I have to go to work tomorrow. If you've had a baby uh, less than two weeks ago and your employer is asking you to come back to work before you can even heal, then you need to care about paid family and medical leave. If you're taking care of a sick parent and a child or an aunt or an uncle and a child, then you need to care about paid family and medical leave. And I would be remiss if I did not say, if you are watching this, go get your shot, sign up and get your shot. 
get your shot, get your shot, get your shot um, so that we can get back to normal. But while you're waiting to get your vaccination, I want you to visit plus action, P-L-U-S, action.us slash A as in American, F as in family, P as in plan, petition. So AFP petition. To sign the petition to make sure we're telling our members of Congress that we need a bold, permanent um, pay family and sick leave policy in this country. Again, the United States of America is one of the only industrialized nations in the world that does not offer paid family medical leave um, to, it, to its residents and its citizens. And we need that and we deserve it. Black women need it. Black women deserve it. Black families need it. It is a step in the right direction. And I am so excited that we're having this conversation today. Thank you so much, Kate McLeese from PLUS for joining us, Monica Womack from the National Coalition of 100 Black Women, and Vashida Johnson, a, a, a thriving parent advocate here, talking about why paid family and medical leave policy is so important to us in Ohio, why we need it now, the urgency of now, and why we need you to act. Again, please visit plusaction.us slash AFP petition to sign a petition and get involved. Thank you again. I'm Desiree Timms, President and CEO of Innovation Ohio, and I look forward to engaging with you and continuing this dialogue on Facebook and in the comments.